What's up, Juventini? Welcome back to the AJC. And Lachita's still there after that one, okay? Juventus dropping one at home to Udinese. We are potentially, uh, yeah, full on tilt and rattled and need to completely regroup. Um, I think that is a fair statement. Hey, Anth. I have no arguments with what you just said there. Uh, our Scudetto hopes could be cooked right there. Could uh, be yeah, you know, I like to be uh, optimistic. I'm going to be optimistic. And all this, but uh, that's a spicy meatball, everybody. Uh, that one stings. That one stings. Um, we're going we're gonna to do our all, best. Obviously, cover the news. Go through it all and uh, just try to make sense of kind of what's happening and thoughts are mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, blame game is full back on oh. and, you know, we now we've got uh, players, the games, everything. We're just going to give our thoughts uh, breaking this down and look ahead mm-hmm. because now things get very, very interesting for uh, Juventus mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how uh, sports. What have I been saying? Uh, momentum is a powerful thing, and we in in a, in the span of three games have wildly shifted the momentum. Correct. If you're thinking about three games ago where we stood, the feelings around this team, and now all of a sudden where we are, that's a quick turnaround. All right, so uh, yeah, momentum is a wild, wild thing, and right now it is not on our side. We got to get it back. How are we going to do that? Well, yes, we'll look. We'll look at everything involved here. All right, everybody. So first off, uh, the housekeeping again: like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Simple. Please feel free to share the content. All right, and if you're all tuning in on your audio outlets, get over to YouTube and subscribe. That's where all the extra uh, footage and coverage and daily news updates is. All right, now yes, sir. the news, real quick, as we will get into it after on the backside of covering the game and everything but uh you know we're just hearing a lot of the same stuff uh that we were before with sandro juve has zero intentions of renewing this guy we're going to talk about alexandro tied david trezeguet yesterday 300th appearance also you know was on the end of uh the goal uh that we allowed however i think it's a little hard done by on but we'll talk about it talk about it um, and then you've got uh, a lot of thoughts on Federico Chiesa and, of course, oh. him being in the news. Guido Vaciago from Tuto Sport going in pretty hard on him. Not BD. all fans agreeing. This Chiesa performance seems to have divided um, opinions mm-hmm. heavily. Okay, we will cover that. Allegri apparently... Um, Got into some trouble with some actions after the game. All right. So probably going to be facing some penalties there. We have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, it might he might have already been penalized and it's just a fine. But we've got to uh, get things back on track. Max Allegri's future back in the news here. After we were hearing before yesterday's game that the team was comfortable, Juntoli saying 
that he was yes. comfortable and they want to continue the relationship. However, we always hear things before the game and you got to take it with a grain of salt because I remember hearing that there's no way we're moving certain guys and then all of a sudden, whew, see you later. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's, everybody's comfortable sitting on a wooden chair until they shit their pants and then it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Right. That's Not that I've ever done that. Fair way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as um, we go. Bremer goes, he uh, suffered a card, which will see him out for the Verona match now. All right. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to take. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a look at everything in depth here. Let's get to the game. Where do we start? Off. We got the lineup. So you've got yes, Chesney and goal, Gatti, Bremer, Alexandro. All right. And mm-hmm. uh, the numbers, uh, they don't back alexandro in his uh appearances over the past three years because it is a brutal win percentage when he is in the lineup obviously it's not just a one-man game whatever but it doesn't really back Mm -hmm. the alexandro case nonetheless he gets in there okay weya mckenny locatelli rabio cambiaso with milik and case up top now i thought this was interesting because what is the one thing i i kind of I kind of give credit to Maxwell because he's trying to at least shore something up on the left side, which has been abysmal. So we don't see Kostic automatically inserted into a game. You have Cambiasso going over to the left side. You can also maybe critique Max because of the fact that Cambiasso has been doing great work on the right side. And he was abysmal when going to the left during the last game. However, mm-hmm. let's see what happens because him and Chiesa seem to look for each other and try to play uh, with one another and do good things. So at least he was trying that. I was okay with mm-hmm. this lineup. Um, obviously, we know Vlaovic was out. It, it's not uh, the be-all, end-all. I mean, this is Udinese we're talking about. One win on the road coming into this game. Six draws, four losses. The lineup shouldn't have been a problem. We and- went through all the stats before the game yesterday. Udinese stinks on the road. We were very good at home. We only gave up, I think it was five goals at home. We had the best goals against average at home. Zero loss at home. It didn't yeah. matter. It shouldn't have mattered yesterday. shouldn't have mattered it, what the lineup was. It shouldn't have mattered. Individual so, players shouldn't have mattered. We are going to get to uh, the highlights real quick and try and get through these. So seventh minute, Chiesa. Working off the left side, turning and firing from around 25 yards out. A very easy stop for uh, the keeper. Yep. One not okay, but at least all right. We're trying to get into some shooting areas coming off the uh, left side there. 25th minute, Juve concedes. Okay, and uh, this one, I do well, still kind of feel hang on, hang upset. On, hang, on. hang on, time out. Before that, there was a play where uh, Chiesa crossed it in and Cambiasso tried to chip it over the goalie when the goalie came sliding out. Was that before? That was no, before the that's goalie. after. That's after. I might just carry on. Uh, so this is a ball crossed in there. It takes a deflection, however, and I kind of feel hard done by for Sandro in the position he's in. However, when I watch this over and over, he's jumping after the deflection, but it's coming in high. He can't really and let hot. the ball go beyond him, but Tech would have nope. kind of been there, but he just going he can't do anything with that, Maybe? but tap it right back into the middle mm-hmm. of the area, and that's just a brutal spot to be in there. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a shitty spot to be in. Um, all I could say is uh, I wouldn't have probably started him anyways, but I think he's hard done by on that uh, one to really yep. go at him for this one. But if he had got a foot on it, 1,000%, okay, he's got to get rid of that thing with more uh, strength and not just sit it down there. But the fact that by the time it gets to him, it's like in the upper thigh. You're not going to get anything on that. It sucks. He's a little hard done by in terms of being attacked for it, in my personal opinion. Anth? Fully agree. I People are like, oh, look at this guy. You have to do better to clear that. First of all, that thing's coming in hot. It's coming in hot. It gets deflected. Like, what do, you, what do you want him to do? He probably saw it the whole way, but then he has to shift his leg. That's why his leg's up. It's just that it hits your upper thigh where it could go anywhere. Yeah. And I'm not convinced that that thing wasn't going in the back of the net, first of all. Yeah. I mean, I see it so, in the live chat, too. You know, that goal was fault by Sandro. End of discussion. His clearance was garbage. I would love to see somebody hammer a clearance with their upper thigh. In inner upper thigh. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Um, I, I just and don't listen, see it. This unless guy right over from, here. Uh, you know, unless this guy right over here is not, is not a big Sandro fan. And he is speaking yeah. pretty clearly right now. Like, if anyone's going to bury Sandro, it's this guy. I, yeah. Like I said, I mean, if there's one agenda I do have, it's Sandro. And I'm telling you. It's hard to go at him on this one. Unless he's got the the thighs of Joanne McLeod, okay? From uh, <laughs> Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod working those thighs and can hammer a clearance like that. It ain't happening, okay? So we Canadian find ourselves 1-0 down. Yeah. You got Gatti now in the 27th minute from around 30 yards out trying to rip one. He rips Why a hard not? shot, but the keeper swallows it up. Um, this is the best that we're trying to come up with is long range shots. We do start working, uh, in a little bit closer here. 29th minute Cambiasso does well to beat his man up top hammers, a low, uh, shot or pass, whatever down to the back post. Millick gets yes. a foot on that and can't direct it towards goal. That does count for us as a big chance. That's that's tough one. That's tough one. Okay. okay, but that I saw people cooking Millick for that one. I'm like, well, hang on. If that was a regular weighted pass, then he gets his foot on it. But Cambiasso was shooting that. Yeah. So it's different. But yeah, whatever. And now you've got 30 second minute Rabio with a long range dip and shot parried away by the keeper. This was a good one too. You did have a moment where there was a cross in, and I believe this was uh, first half. It should have been. Um, cross into Milik and the goalkeeper came out and punched it and there was uh, lobbying and whatnot, but I don't think there's any, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I know that the there goal, was the, the call. goalie got him. I, I will admit, I think the goalie got him first, but they're not going to call that. Yeah. Well, they're not going to. Real quick, Larbitro Nick does a great job on all these. We're going to tackle the only two appeals we had in this entire game. Yep. Overall thoughts on Abiso from him? He played it safe on lots of foul calls in favor of the defense. Either team, the defense. It got yes, frustrating, but when one team holds 70% of possession, it's always going to seem out of balance. Unfortunately, it was the inconsistencies of big decisions throughout this entire season that put Abiso's authority into question that's an interesting take from uh nick there 
Uh, very, very interesting take. On the penalty appeal, he says Udinese's keeper, Okoye, comes out to punch the ball as Milik attempts oh. to go for a header. Okoye does get the ball first, but on the follow-through punches Milik. This play is quite tricky because we need to decide if he punches Milik or if Milik just heads Okoye. It is much easier to tell who actually hits who when we look at a play where players go in with their feet. Before Fiorentina enter a few weeks ago, I would say no penalty. However, in that game, after VAR review, it was given. What is curious about today is Marini was in the VAR room today, the same referee who sent the Fiorentina Inter incident to review. That's kind of interesting too. However, nonetheless, it is what it is. I personally I didn't, didn't think, it was, think it was a penalty. There was also an appeal in the second half, which we will get to, all right? But uh, again, 42nd minute, you've got Bremer to Sandro with a great cross in to Milik's head right at the keeper, unfortunately, okay? That was a bullet header, but right at him. That was if that's it. anywhere to the side of him, it's in the net. He ain't getting Correct. that on or reaction. If or it's, if it's a, it was right, it was, it was face height at the goalie, yeah. so he got his hands up. If it was higher, goalie's... Normally, because his hands were low, normally the goalies can't get their hands up fast enough. It's if it's in the, the upper thing was net. a rocket. If that goes anywhere yeah. like on target away from the mm-hmm. keeper, it's in the net, man. Like that, that was yep. an absolute rocket. Now, in the first half, we had a sequence the one you were talking about where yeah. we flipped. He Cambiasso tried to flip this one, uh, just to the side, uh, kind of the keeper, but that play came from Chiesa working on the mm-hmm. left, finding it to the top of the midfield, the top of the area. Locatelli, Locatelli flips it in for the uh, for Chiesa after he follows through on a run and then he heads it into Cambiasso's path. That sequence is exactly how you try and hurt teams that clamp down. We did that sequence. Once. once once in the entire game okay once in the mm-hmm. entire game but we're gonna shut things down at the half there for me it was it was a wasted half of football for me and i know mm-hmm. that people and obviously the second half was far worse statistically but I'm going to elaborate mm-hmm. after the game why I felt that was a wasted first half of football. We still could have come out with a couple of goals, but it's a wasted first half for me. Anth, your quick thoughts on that first half? Uh, no one really stood out. Uh, not finishing the chances in the first half. We, we've seen this before. Those, you just know those are going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. And I was hoping that get- they wouldn't, but- yeah, we're going to get second half. 55th minute ball played in for yep. Milik. He directs it towards goal. Appeals for handball for me instantly. I'm thinking no, no, uh, no handball. Um, Nick, again, coming in clutch. In this play, we see two Udinese players go to ground, sliding to prevent a cross. As they go down, the ball strikes the supporting arm of one of Udinese's players. First arm touch is also tricky. Okay, it does look like his arm is extended out and blocked the ball, but it being the supporting arm, it is technically correct to not give a penalty kick. I think we are right on the line of this contact being acceptable or not, given how far his arm was out. The big issue for me is how inconsistent this exact scenario has been all season. Personally, I do not blame the referees here. I think AIA leadership needs to step up and be transparent on what should be happening. Here, my opinion, what is going to stop players 
players from now going down like that and keeping their arm out knowing they can't be punished for it. The second touch by the other Udinese player is 100% not a handball for me because the ball quickly changed direction where he didn't have time to react. He couldn't see where the ball was coming from after the ricochet and his forearm was totally flat on the ground, very clearly being used to support himself. I feel bad for Abiso today because the precedent and lack of clarification put him in a tough position to decide on key match incidents. That's interesting too. So, and for me, this was not, is not clear, a handball. That's a clear no penalty. I think, I thought it actually hit the defender's leg first and then changed direction and hit his arm. In which case, that's definitely not a handball. But yeah. anytime you, they brought this rule in, I think it was four or five years ago. If a player is going to ground, his supporting arm, if the ball hits his supporting arm, it's not a penalty shot. Like this is this is not a new rule. This has been around a while. So listen, yeah. we did we shouldn't have even needed that. Like, what are we talking about? No. We shouldn't have even needed it. What Nick is saying though is true in it a is. sense of inconsistency. And that's the yes. best part, I think, out of mm -hmm. all his breakdowns, is that the ref was put in a difficult position because of the precedent and lack of clarification throughout this season. And that is just money from L'Arbitro Nick because he is yep. spot on, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, 59th minute, a corner, and it's headed towards Milik, and then he heads it home. The ball never actually... So the ball going out first before swinging back into play. Yep. Holy fuck, that's fundamentals, boys. Holy fuck. Okay. Why, why, again, this drives me absolutely nuts. What's with the outswingers? We have no left footers that can hit in swingers from that side. Yeah. Out, out swing corner kicks and short corner kicks drive me fucking crazy. I'm okay with the outswingers. Those ones don't really bother me too much. I think oh, if you have in swingers, nuts. that's the ideal. But. Outswingers don't really bother me much. Short corners, waste oh. of fucking time. Okay. <laughs> 61st minute, Yildiz comes in for Weya. Thank God. Okay. Uh, thank Weya God. That was rough from this guy. Okay. Um, oh, rough. He just wasn't involved. I just didn't see him involved. Weya reminded me of a city employee. Okay making doing absolutely nothing look incredibly strenuous, okay? He looked like he worked for the city. Brutal. Brutal for me, okay? Did nothing, added nothing, but made it look like it was extremely difficult work. No. Collected 72nd minute, Chiesa shoots from off the left side of the area, always rising. I don't think it's the ideal decision in that scenario. Nonetheless, whatever. Nobody else really doing a whole lot. 77 minute. Illing Jr. and Cavillia come in for Chiesa and Locatelli. This one was a... This one was... Whew, I, I, I was trying to type it on the main account. And I was looking at it and I was like... We did what? Strange. Locatelli, whatever. Strange changes. Locatelli, okay. Okay. I'm he okay got even weirder at the 81st minute when you take, in my opinion, the best player on the pitch yesterday, Cambiasso, out for the last push and surge. Uh -huh. And this was moments after he had an incredible cross that Yildiz, I think, almost gets to. Um, oh, right, yeah. That's 
that's weird to me, okay? That's probably our best opportunity, easily our best opportunity, second half. Yildiz can't latch onto him? it. And then we sub him off, in? which was mind-blowing to me. Uh, Cherry comes in for Cambiaso. Why? Because we have a free kick there, and you're trying to get another forward onto it. That was a strange one, okay? I can't, I can't speak to this. But nonetheless, the game ends. This was fucking ridiculous to drop everybody. One nil, like, Jesus. We're, we're on tilt. We're on tilt. And now it's everybody's kind of opinion as to where we go. We're going to talk about player performances right now because this seems to be the biggest thing. Real quick. It shouldn't take long. Cambiasso is the best player on the pitch for me, hands down, for Juventus. Not even close. So I agree. We agree there, Cambiasso. Cambiasso, man of the match. Uh, Cambiasso was great on the ball. Cambiasso, easily, easily best player for Juventus. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. even think it's, I don't think there's anyone in the running. Okay. Now, Chiesa's performance is absolutely like, I wouldn't say completely split. Like, even the ones that are saying it wasn't as bad as what they're saying, don't put them at like the absolute worst. There was, Media putting out there a five rating. He five, is the man. absolute worst on the pitch there. I would go as far to say Weya was probably worst in terms of doing and adding nothing to the game. Um, and I think there were some other guys that added absolutely nothing to that game. But I think it's a little hard on Chiesa to say he was the worst. Okay. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Anth, was he the worst player yesterday? I think uh, I think what no no I think what people were seeing was I'm not gonna say what people I'm gonna say what I was seeing. You and I talked about this briefly in the green room. I think it looked like he was trying to do too much, take on too much. But um, I think there's a rebuttal to that which you're gonna you're about to put in. For me, it just looked like he was trying to take on too much, and just not enough. You know. When he was working with Kambayas in the first half, it looked good. You got those little interchanges up the left side. That sort of went by the wayside in the second half. And I didn't – maybe, but he was out on an island. He was always double teamed out there. And when he's looking to cross the ball in the box, what does he see? He saw seven red shirts and two white shirts. So is it all Here's... on him? No. I think people were just expecting a lot from him since he's coming back from injury. But he didn't have If I'm talking about this performance for Chiesa – Number one, I think the team in general and how we played was very one-dimensional. And if you're looking at Chiesa, yeah, he he didn't move, okay? He didn't move at all. I'm going to pull this up for everybody to kind of take a look at whatnot, but that's his heat map, okay? That's Chiesa's heat map. I laugh when I hear about he's not a second striker, he's a winger or whatnot. This is where he's playing, you guys. He's playing as a winger. It's not a positional problem with Federico Chiesa, okay? This second striker thing, he's not a second striker, he's a winger. That heat map is quite clearly where a winger plays, okay? If we want to talk about, ah, we don't get him in 1v1 scenarios, we don't do that enough, we need to press him. Yeah, that's not going to happen when Udinese approach a game the way that they did. And that heat map, this is not what should have happened with Federico Chiesa in that game because that played into what Udinese was doing. He gets it out here. He's got to beat double teams. He's got to beat sometimes a triple team. 
So the bigger problem I have is more systematic in a sense that, and why I said the first half, I think we wasted. In the second half, all we had was four total attempts, nothing on target, and you're down one nil. To Udinese, everybody, battling relegation, that's pathetic, beyond pathetic. But in the first half, I feel it was even more wasted. Why? Because he gets the ball, it's double team, it's triple team sometimes. That means other guys need to step up, find that space, and make a move, okay? One sequence where we move the ball to the top of the area, and then he runs in, swoops in there, and Locatelli distributes a back post ball. Why on earth do you only do that once? Those are plays that actually challenge the defenses, ask questions of them. We only Mm -hmm. did it once. Furthermore, if Chiesa does cut inside, he starts crossing. Why on earth? against Udinese, who is collapsing back into the area. Do you not have more bodies in the area? What was our game plan to hurt them? It was give the ball to Chiesa and hope is what it kind of looked like. And to me, that's not good enough. As far as Chiesa goes, I don't think he had a bad game. I think he made bad decisions, okay? And I would have liked to see him move around more. And not just hug that line in a game that Udinese is clamping down, sitting back like that. Especially after going 1-0 down on their goal. But for me, that is absolutely brutal as far as a game plan. And for that, I do think Max needs to take some fucking heat. Because this is time after time after time where we play teams that mirror us. That we just have no fucking answers. No answers. No clue. No clue to break them down. Yeah, and we, you know, you, you this was something you were worried about yesterday. You're like, oh, they, they're going to mirror us. Let's see how we can break this down. I, I guess we, we could get in. We could get into Guido's comments now, but it's just there was there was I don't know if it was a lack of motivation that goal just actually breaking the team down. So there's there's people saying that that this team looks like it's just it's beaten mentally after that Empoli draw and then the Inter loss. But these guys are professionals, right? You have to, and Max says that, but I put this equally on Max and the players, right? Max didn't set them up and they didn't execute. If we're looking I, at but those this, changes as well, like the whole the whole game was just an absolute your, disaster. So, and this is what I mean by not making sense. Rabio and McKenney were pretty much nothing in that game as well. Yep. Rabio was almost a fucking ghost, okay? Like, if you're going to have those guys stay in the midfield, and this is what I mean why I do have questions about Max in this game. Why on earth, especially second half, 70-something percent possession for Juventus? If you're going to keep those guys in there, put them in the area and cross it in if that's what you yeah. want to do. But you're not; e- they're not even doing that. So then those guys become irrelevant if you're going to try to work it around on the outsides because they just don't add anything like you have a robust midfield but you're not using them as a physical force in the area what on earth are we doing here make up your mind this game was frustrating for me because a lot of the shit over the past two years almost is coming back in terms of not making sense what we're Mm -hmm. trying to do the only thing that made sense was Max trying to figure out left side and even out the right side. Alcarez. Alcarez could have easily 
been given an opportunity, given what the midfield was consistent of and what we were doing. If you're not mm-hmm. going to be flooding the box, looking for aerials, looking to create havoc, then get them out and get someone technical, someone that could shoot from range, tr- switch it up. It didn't quite make sense. And the substitutions, they they were weird. They were weird. Other than... You have to- Yildiz. We have to say that Max Max has gotten his substitutions right for a while, but yesterday, that was questionable so to say the least. Like we're we're on tilt, everybody. Like how quickly things can change. But I think as far as Chiesa goes, I think it's a little blown out of proportion, especially Guido Vaciago just saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't think he was a worse, and I could see some fans feeling like he was one of the few trying to get things going, albeit bad decisions. Mm-hmm bad decisions it was just a piss poor game at the end of it and still uvic you created they did have three big chances and we wasted all three of them it's it's a tough one it's a tough one i would have probably felt still frustrated in this game even if a couple of those go in because the game planning was pretty weak and i don't think it's funny one of the things i took flack from from some fans when I was talking about the Inter game was actually praising Inter a little bit in terms of what they do. Because when you shut down the flanks, they chew you up through the middle. When you take Mm -hmm. away the middle, what do they do? They go to the outside and they send one of those outside CBs to give you extra guys to try and deal with, to try and confuse you, to ask questions. And they keep the press on they keep the pressure on and they will send bodies into the area we don't do that so i took flack from saying oh inter we're we're not far off like we should take the game to guys we are far off and we're seeing it it's not making sense as a unit as a team they are miles ahead now we are doing good we are in the run we can do something over the course of a season but now you're seeing some slip-ups. And the biggest thing is why. Why all of a sudden? Well, we went from top of the top of the table by one point with a game in hand. And you blow a game to Empoli. And mentally for me, it's showing the work that has to be done. Max Allegri had some words after this game. And he said that mentality and maturity are missing. We have players that in some moments seem extraordinary and are then completely unrecognizable in others. That is about as spot on as you can be, if I'm being completely honest. Yep. Bang on. Bang on the money. It's bang on. There's a moment there. He didn't call out individual players, which is good. So you can fill in the blanks yourself. There is a moment there that... Yeah, after that Empoli game, it's all about reaction. Are we? And what did I say? Are we surprised if you have the third youngest squad in Serie A that they could kind of shift and be in this type of form where now all of a sudden everything's in question? You drop those points ahead of a crucial matchup against Inter. You piss away a first half against Inter, whether that be approach or anything. I'm telling you, what did I say? Yesterday, when we talk about roster, and I've been saying this for a while, there are guys, even guys that are first team, first names on the starting lineup right now, 
that in a proper Juventus, for me, don't see the pitch. And that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. Now, it's And a lot of people want to try and I don't think you and I are going to be able to put the blame on one thing yesterday. I think it was just a combination of a lot of things. The substitutions, the players, the, you know, Max's decisions. You know, I think everybody's agendas were satisfied yesterday. That's the best way of putting it. Anybody who had an agenda on a player, Sandro, Max, Rabio, McKenney, whoever, right? Yeah. Everybody was happy. Maybe not uh, Omar's agenda with tech. But other than that, everybody seemed pretty happy. But another side note to kind of go along with what you were saying earlier, and Lou put this in our group chat, we're not a team that can come from behind. Once we're uh, once we go down one nothing. It's over. So this year we are one win, one draw, and three losses going down one nothing. To go with the we whatever the record was last year. We need help in the midfield. Our midfield yep. had zero influence on that game yesterday. And while we want to shit on Federico Chiesa and all this, I need way more from a midfielder in that game. If he is gonna get double teamed, triple teamed, as a midfielder. Yeah, I'm hitting. I'm hitting the spaces that are created from that, and I'm looking to have goals on target. I'm looking to set something up. I'm looking to drive into the area, maybe start, maybe create a PK. Like, we don't have this guy. We don't have these presences. Like, it, it it's mind-blowing. Now, as far as Allegri goes, like I said, you have to come up with ideas. We can't yep. continue on not understanding how to break down teams that mirror us. That just can't happen. And the second half, this is the killer for me with Max, okay? This is the killer for me with the second half. Second half adjustments, you come out and you put up less attempts with zero on target. When you're chasing a game, you're 1-0 down, you're at home, and your second half is so much worse than your first half that that is on max allegri everybody no questions about it zero adjustments other than go out do the exact same thing you did which didn't work in the first half and i'm gonna just simply change players and make weird ones at that and that's gonna get us through no max definitely takes some heat for that one especially not realizing that you don't need rabio or mckinney in that game yesterday you could have argued that mckinney could have stayed out and swapped Wea and maybe insert alcarez or yildiz for that player that could have made a little bit more sense it's it was bizarre but max definitely takes some heats his words i would have liked to remain close to inter but we are doing more then we thought we were in terms of points. We need to be realistic while continuing to work. And your thoughts on that particular wording and how do you feel about that? You know, like we, we suck. We're doing better than we're supposed to be doing. But guess what, people? We still we <clears throat> suck. We're doing better than we thought we would. That's exactly what that says. That doesn't exactly strike confidence into like the, the players. Don't even forget about us. 
his players listen to that and be like, listen, boys, good job today. You guys stink. You know, you're fighting, you're punching above your weight. But, you know, let's just get top four and we'll figure it out next year. Yeah, so. And here, here's the thing with the, with this choice of wording, like, why are we really doing that much more in terms of what we should? Are we overachieving? This is the big question. This is where it kind of gets intels are because the people that have been shouting for Max's head believe we would do way better, way better with another coach, another approach. I'm not quite sure because again, you can't separate the players from this. And I keep going back to saying that, look, there's a lot of guys in here right now that if Juve gets things right, wouldn't see the pitch for Juventus, okay? So we are, in a sense, doing good. But as far as my expectations for this Juventus going into the season, it was to be tight in the race all the way through, okay? We're starting to skid, but we're dropping matches against teams like a draw to Empoli, brutal this one to Udinese when you need to get this win you need to keep it tight you need and you just fall completely short on the mark that's brutal that's absolutely brutal and this is uh this is okay sorry keep going finish thought I just I I don't like this it's strange because like I said when we had the momentum on our side Max seemed to be pushing and willing this team to believing Okay, Mm -hmm. to believing something special could happen. And now all of a sudden, when things aren't quite going that way, now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, we shouldn't be where we are on points or whatever. Bullshit. Bullshit. You should be there. You're right where you should be on points. Okay. Yeah. It's it's, it's bullshit. To kind of, I don't know, I hope I don't contradict myself here. Where would we have finished last year without the point deduction? Was it third? Anyways, was it, it was like somebody? Sec- I don't even know. Okay. It was, anyways, it was like second. Or third. We're in Let's Champions League. We're in Champions League. We, okay. And this year, I, I think we're right where we should be. Like, I don't think we're, I don't think we're overachieving. I think we're having a bit of a schneid. I, I don't know. I think we're right where we. Inter is just that much better. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I know we, you don't want to hear it as you meant to show, but they're better. But I think we're right like, where we should This is the be. thing that it's like I don't want to get too low, okay? Because yeah. I don't think there I don't think overall as a season we need to get to the point where we're talking about it's too low. But to make comments like we're overachieving and and make it seem like we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing, I don't think is Thanks, right. Guys. Third. Okay. We know that in a one competition season, this is where we expected to be. It is an advantage to play one yes. competition. We settled that early in the season. You have less risk of injury, more recovery time. It's an advantage. So mm-hmm. I don't believe a comment like this when a week and a half ago, two weeks, whatever you want to call it, three games ago, we are in a position of being first with one game uh, uh, in hand to uh, enter whatnot. And then you start blowing it. It's not overachieving. You're right where you needed to be based on what we're doing, based on one competition. So for me, it's not an overachievement. I think there are still positives in this season, so I don't want to get too low because I think overall there still has been this push, this fight, this urge to get back to some type of strong identity, whether it be defense first or anything but the Grinta. However, 
Now it's tough to separate how much of it comes from coaches' influence and how much yep. of it comes from players. These are these moments where what has happened yep. over these past few weeks? Is it the players crumbling due to the pressure? Because Max has been there before. Max has yep. been there before with talented squads and we've been in incredibly adverse scenarios and we've shunned through. Was it the quality? Is it these guys not being ready? Their third youngest team in Syria, lack of proven winners, something I've highlighted that it shouldn't come to a surprise that we have that last gap, that last hurdle that isn't quite there. And is it coach's influence? Is the message getting stale? Do they not have that spirit or whatnot? That can be in question too. All of the above. Exactly. I think it's all it the above. It could be a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. It's it's different. Were we too quick? Were people too quick to praise Max is now the question for this season? And was no. it too quick to praise Max? No, because we ripped off one, two, three, four, one five-game streak and then another two, two five-game winning streaks in a row. Uh, what was that, 16 unbeaten or 15, 14 unbeaten or something? No, Max, Max is doing a good job. He can get things wrong, right? Yeah. Max has gotten things right more than he's gotten things wrong this year. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. I think, I think it's, a, it's a combination of everything. I know some people want to say it's a young team. They're still professionals. They still have to execute. And so, sometimes I get caught saying young. We are still a young team on average, third youngest team, okay? But inexperience would also be something that's associated with young. In terms of experience, proven winners... Gatsy came from Serie Bremer hasn't won shit. Um, yep. You've got, uh, what has Wea accomplished, right? Like Locatelli hasn't won anything. Locatelli needs to get winning. Uh, Milik, like, guys, it, it's it's a different, different ball game. And this is one of the arguments that those in favor of moving forward with Allegri say, get proven players, get ready now, talent, we can make that push, okay? Okay, Locatelli was part of the Euros, Euros. Okay. coming okay. in for a couple games awesome. and everything. Yes, awesome. fair. Scored a goal, great. Chiesa, I didn't mention Chiesa. Yes, Euro winners. Rabio, World Cup finalist. Okay, okay. Where's There's the three. rest of these guys? Okay? Tech. Where's, where's the rest of these guys? Listen, got it. Sandro, Sandro's won a ton with Sandro. us. Shouldn't be on the pitch. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter. Like, you guys... And you get the, the biggest thing, as a group, as mm -hmm. a group, I'm one shit. as this Juventus, Coppa Italia, for me, is a must win for Juventus. Must uh, win. You have to go all out in this one and win it, okay? Have to go in this and win it. Now, when you get to this with Max too quick to praise. I don't think it is too quick to praise because again, it's it comes down to personal feelings. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at the roster, I'm sorry, you guys. I've been saying for a while, I think a lot of you guys are way too hyped up on young players and put them way higher than they should be. For me, this Juventus is not a Juventus of, you know, what we're accustomed to when we're succeeding. Mm -hmm. Okay. I hate, I hate to be that guy, but 
it, it just isn't. So too quick to praise Max? No, because in my Juventus, I don't think a lot of these guys, even the guys that are starters, I, I don't think a guy like McKenney starts for a Juventus. A guy like Wea doesn't start for a Juventus. I don't think uh, Gatti starts. And I love the guy, but I don't think he starts for a strong Juventus. It, Sandro sure as fuck doesn't start for a strong Juventus uh, at this point in his career. Um, furthermore, it just, again, I, I think there's a lot of work still to be done there. It's moving in the right direction, but I'm nervous about about tipping the scale to these young guys. I've addressed this a million times and I'll address it again. What we have paid for players and contracts doesn't at the end of the day mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. It's all about what gets done on the pitch, not what a sporting mm -hmm. director and a team decides to pay a player. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean shit. Because I'm telling you guys, and I've been telling, I don't think Vlaovic is worth $12 million a season. Guess what? He's going to... He's going to be making that next season. He's going to be That's on the books for that. That's going to play into your roster value. Mm -hmm. Rabio for me hasn't been that money for quite some time. I could have made the, I made the argument, okay, yes, last season he was worth it. But four out of the five years he hasn't been. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't really mean anything, that you doesn't guys. Mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's a number. It's a number that the club threw out at uh, at the players we have, but it doesn't all of a sudden mean they're world beaters. Like the number 10 jersey. Doesn't really mean much. Whatever. Stop it. But, <laughs> guys, I'm not freeing Max of anything, and Max is definitely going to face the music for these past three games because two out of those... I'll give you... I'll give you Inter because I do believe they're strong as much as it pains me, but Empoli and Udinese... Max is taking heat for that 1,000%. And Empoli's hard too with the Millic red. With the red card, yeah. But holy shit. Adjust, push, do something. They're not good at all. It, it kind of hurts. It kind of hurts. But that is a tough, tough one with the red card there. But nonetheless, he's got work to do. Big time work to do. Um, the knock for me still, balance on the pitch from right to left doesn't seem there and the general lack of ideas in how we're going to break teams down we we got to get to work and we got to get to work fast now we get yeah. comments saying that Milik has cost us the scudetto race disagree Elaborate we still should have won that game we should have won that game and did he cost us the 1-1 one -one draw against inter did Millet cost us the 0-0 draw to Atalanta or the 1-1 draw to Bologna or the 1-1 draw to Genoa? No. You said it uh, last week. Those are the matches that are going to come back to haunt us. This Little did one, we know that we were going to shit the bed against Udinese. Yeah. But those past draws, that's nine points. Uh, six points in those three, four draws, sorry. That's eight points dropped. Yeah, yeah. What so, do I mean get to work? It's simple. Do you want to keep dropping off? Do you want to drop right out of out of top four? I yeah. Someone, I, they I have to get the to work because they've lost all the momentum. Yeah. 
I, I was running the main yesterday for the game and someone said, we're going to finish middle of the table. I was like, man, you're middle of the table. That's like a 20 point drop. And then I looked at it and I was like. So Milan are one point behind Juventus now. Okay. So yeah. obvious. And they're, like they've been 14 since middle 14. of December. Milan has been uh, finding results in great form. Again, Juventus could drop there. There's a healthy gap of 11 points right now from us to four spot Atalanta. But again, what's crazy now is the massive change in the vibes, the feeling, the mood. The yeah. momentum is completely gone. So, yeah, when I say we need to get to work, absolutely. You have lost all the positive momentum you have. This feels very similar to seasons prior Yep. when you hit this mode, you hit this, what feels like rock bottom, and I don't want to get too low, but you hit this, this, this wall where you're like, holy shit. Let me get it. Can we get around it? Can we get over it? Like, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to react? And for me, this has been the gap in Juventus of old to Juventus of late is they can't seem to snap out of it as quick and get together quickly. And that's anybody's guess as to why. Those this that want to say a... coach, those that want to say players, talent. I do believe that through quality, you get this, you get a confidence instantly. And it helps bring the others that aren't at that level up when you have this true quality and whatnot that these these guys, these certain players, these certain individuals that we had a I'll say it again, a plethora, plethora of them during the nine year run, you don't really have those guys to fall back on now, everybody. This is not giving a pass to the coach because everybody, when you start to have this discussion, being honest about our roster, it feels like everybody attacks us because they feel like we're trying to protect Max. I don't, I'm not trying to protect anybody. I'm trying to have a serious open discussion about where I think our roster is right now. And I don't think as far as quality guys, it, it it's there to where, you have these guys you can lean on. And this is yeah, why... Who, who can always... you lean on on our team? That's a good point. Let's put that to the chat. Who on this team can you lean on right now? Bremer. Tech. Anybody else? Dushan? Past, past a little bit, maybe? But you know what I mean? Like what? Exactly. Who are the pillars? Who can you lean on? That's Adam's it. bringing up uh, Adam and Forza Juve, Danilo, Joe Cappuccino, Cambiasso question mark. I'd say, I'd say Cambiasso as much as I like him, kind of fits in that mold of what Allegri he said. Does. And I'm not saying that he named him specifically. I'm just saying for me in my head, he's one of the guys that pops out to me over this season's body of work. Extraordinary at times, next to nothing at times. I was trying to find this. Uh, sorry if I was kind of a little bit out of it, but I, I pulled up our stats from last year, and there was this schneid that we went on. I can't remember if someone won the group chat wants to help with the dates, but we went on a schneid where we lost. This is last season. 2-1 to Lazio. 
then we lost one nothing to Sassuolo, then we lost one nothing to Napoli, and then we tied Bologna one one. And then we went on a bit of a rip after that for four games. So I think this was that was so two one to Lazio, one nothing losses Sassuolo. I think that was about this time last year, Feb, end of February. That might have been March, maybe February, where we just we just went on this mental block. And I'm sure there was, again, last year there was all that other stuff that was going on. I'm sure that that didn't so, help, but we did this before. To, to touch on this point about mm-hmm. trying to be realistic and it's not about protecting any of the personalities at the club. Nope. We've just named like three players that you can lean on. Mm-hmm. And I'd argue that maybe one of those guys you, you, you can't, but like three guys to lean on. Do we not need work? Would that not say we need, we need work if we are trying to be the event. And this is why it's not a knock to the young guys. I've never tried to knock the young guys, but it's, it, it's just, if and we with have, that, with that, we're still not overachieving. We're right where we should be. That's well, the difference between us and Inter, right? That's the difference. And this is why I say that overall, it's still a positive, you guys. Because mm-hmm. if we're having a discussion where you can't lean on more than three players out of a roster consisting of 25 players, okay? You can only lean on three. And you're still in second. And we were at a point a couple weeks ago, one point up on Inter, who is on pace to break 102 points, by the way, everybody, okay? You were yep. one point up on them two weeks ago, okay? And then it started crumbling. Like, it's still overall a big jump because at last season, if you were going to say that during the second half, you'd be up on a leaderboard, wasn't going to happen. So it, they're still positive, but we have to, we have to get... We have to get that last bit of hurdle, but I don't know if it comes in terms of the mentality, in terms of the maturity on the pitch without quality, you guys. Inter, I will say this, they have struggled in games. They have struggled. They have had games that, oh, it is not going their way, but they're always like calm. They're always poised. And they work and then they they slowly build through these adverse scenarios to find a way. What do we what we always said? Good teams find a way. Strong teams find a way. The UV of old, you could make an argument, a couple of those scudetti, we were not the best sides over the course of a year, but we found a way and we got the job done. That comes from quality. Players that believe in themselves. If we look at this moment that we're in and how we started, for me, it's definitely a player belief is is part of the problem. I don't think, I think like almost like they almost stopped believing when that Empoli thing went down. And to me, that's what some people are saying. Yeah. That shows me a team that isn't ready. That shows me a team that needs more. That reminds me. And all the things we used to say about the Napoli team that dropped it to Juve in a hotel room, that kind of shit reminds me of that. And for me, it shows me that this team 
isn't ready for that next step. They're and not we, far off the next step. Like we, we and no, we're not saying we're but not. What that have we far. said all year gets us beyond even at even halfway through the season. Bring us someone more polished, ready now in the midfield. We yep. need help in the midfield. It is the biggest area of concern. And last night's game kind of highlights it for me too, because nobody in the midfield did shit. I saw one ball over the top from Locatelli. And I don't know why we wouldn't play like that. Find the top of the area. If you have a lane, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. But whatever you guys believe, hey, it's evident. There's there's still work to do. And we knew that. We knew that. Yep. We had the possibility to do something special this year. I think that some expected it. Some believe that with one competition automatically that puts you winning the Scudetto. No, we wanted that battle. We wanted this team to make sure that they were in the top two compete. Now, things are getting questionable. Milan's red hot. We have completely lost momentum. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to it's get okay. it back. Atalanta, they're a clown show. They'll fall off. So we should be fine. I'm not worried about falling is... out of top four. I'll say that, everybody. I'm not worried about it. There are some fans that are. I'm not worried about it. Verona, we're going to have no Bremer. No Bremer for Verona. Um, I mean, Rugani, Gatti, Danilo. And Sandro... You know, the news is all around that it is done and it needs to be done. It's years beyond. It, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to uh, even think anything differently, okay? Verona absolutely has to be a victory, but to play Sandro in that game, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. Even if I don't blame him for that goal there and he was fine in the uh, performance prior, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know what else Rugani would have to do to do. And this whole ball movement thing with getting Sandra. No, nonsense. And Danilo's going to be in the lineup anyways. So we go that route. There was a question earlier. And Anth, I want to pose it to you. It came from Vince. Yes, sir. And it said, do you think... Oh, actually, yeah. Right here from Jeremy. Do you think... The absence of Danilo affected the teams, the team mentally, since we don't have great leadership on the field. Yeah, see, a lot of people want to dump on, uh, they dumped on Danilo. Now, we always said that Danilo plays better on the right than he does on the left. Is that what it is? Either way. Um, so that can always be a detriment to how he's playing. It's a bit of a agenda fear for those who don't like Danilo. Danilo, for me, is the I would say outside of tech this season, Danilo is the only true leader we have on this team. He's the only one I see as a true leader. He's the, that's the reason why he's the captain. I always think high level as a captain. Does he have bad days? Yeah, but not as many as people think. I think he's, he is the, he is our, our only leader here in the locker room. I'd love to hear about, I saw some clips of him welcoming Alcaraz. I'm sure he's a, great leader behind the scenes too. You don't hear anything negative about him. Uh, yeah. I think his absence does, does affect the team. Yeah. I, uh, 100%. I would say it does affect the team. I don't know if it, it shouldn't affect it to the degree that it has though. And that's no. what concerns me. 
And that's what concerns me, you guys. And when we talk about guys you can lean on, and we can come up with three, we 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 got a oh, lot we of work to Danilo. do. Yeah, Danilo, yeah. Tech, Bremer. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, you guys. It's anybody's guess what needs to happen. But all I know is you still got a lot of football left this season. You you can't fourteen you can't, matches. You can't skid any further okay like we we got to get it together here why did he drop rugani he was a pillar that and this is one of the things with max for me personally some of the personnel stuff is wild to me because costich has been given so much leash it's crazy and the left side of the pitch we've been complaining about the left side of the pitch even through the good run even through those games where we were beating everybody and we were winning, I was still saying the left side needs help. Like you have to figure out the left side. I didn't like the combination of Danilo and Kostic. I don't like Miretti playing on that side with uh, Kostic and whatever. Like the left side's been screaming for help. I like that he tried in a game way on the right and Cambiaso on the left. I like that he's at least trying that, but it's... It's tough now because you've had a lot of time building up to this where small little tweaks here, but the personnel thing blows me away. And this Sandro thing, seeing him as this progressive ball mover or whatnot, like, no, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's You put one on the money to Milik yesterday though. Put one right on the money. It's done on the money with that cross and also bobbled a bunch in the park. there, looking like Sturaro. So it's, <laughs> it's just not enough. It's not, it's not enough um, to defend that guy starting mm-hmm. for me. It isn't. Um, and honestly, another thing I've been saying a million times over, I don't want our fucking center backs controlling the play, dictating the play on the ball. I don't want that happening from them. I don't want it. You know what I don't mind from them? Is what Gatti does occasionally where he gets involved, presses down, will run into the area or whatnot, or at least be some kind of presence in the... I don't mind that from them. But the ball needs to go at the feet of guys that can actually do more in terms of distribution. My other problem is, when I said, I want proven guys, I want guys that... Who out of that midfield dictates? Who out of that midfield is screaming, give me the ball, I want to do something, I want to make something happen? Rabio sure as fuck doesn't do it. Locatelli doesn't do it. He needs to get on that and do that. That flip we talked about to Chiesa back post, find the top of the area, close them down. If they're going to back off, okay, they're going to collapse, get out to the top of the area, and then swing a ball into a back uh, post, make something happen. McKenny, he ain't asking for the fucking ball. There's only there's only one there's only one player who can turn this around, and and Adam hit it right on the head, hit the nail right on the head. DeShilio is the only only guy who can turn this season around, buddy. Lord DeShilio. LDS, buddy. <sighs> All right, you guys. Mm-hmm. Short memory is the best trait for be a goldfish teams to have. Okay, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't know if these guys have it because it shows the lack of maturity in mentality. I do agree with Allegri's 
terms there, but it's also his job to figure it out. So he's got to get these guys believing again and say, hey, look, you're two weeks out from being one point ahead of them. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Have that belief. You guys are there. Go back. We finish the season strong and we see what happens. But you got to turn around and it's up to you guys. And he's just got to get that belief up again. And it is his job. But it's going to be a hell of a fucking job for him to do because Let's get those know. storm the barn questions in. We got a couple minutes. Fire in the questions. Anth, are you actually taking off? You had to take off? I got a couple minutes. I can do a couple of questions. Now, there okay. was a question about Pogba. His his uh, court date is the 15th of February, so two days from now. Now, this is the Italian courts. 15th of February could mean the 25th of July. Who knows? Yeah. I We, we just got to wait and see, but it's supposed to be coming up later this week, Okay. Um, if he comes team, back to this midfield and starts balling, oh the team God. is inexperienced, and I think most of the squad needs a revamp and sign season big name players. Yeah, that's I think happen. you need ready now talent in the summer for sure. But again, it's not doom and gloom, everybody. It's just things are a couple unraveling. Pieces. The best way I could put it for me, and I don't know if you guys in the live chat, you'll let me know, obviously, if you disagree or agree, but and you'll let me know as well. I feel like oh, we yeah. didn't learn anything new. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the concerns that come have come out were feelings that we had anyways, right? Like lack of an influence from the midfield, um, a team that's not really full of proven winners that is inexperienced, definitely hasn't won as a group. These questions are coming up. Like how does Max, how does Max counteract somebody who plays the same system that he does? Yeah, like these are these are the same concerns. And again, some of those players got to step up and some of those Max has to step up. So yep. everybody's got to kind of figure their shit out, basically. But they got to do mm-hmm. so fast. Three players you sell from the current squad, not Sule, and three players you bring in this summer. Well, Sule's one. Uh... Yeah, but hey, not, 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 not Sule, so... Uh... Kostic has to go. I would sell Kostic. Um, I would sell uh, Milik if he could sell. I would sell Moise Keen. Take your pick out of one of those two. Um, mm-hmm. And a third player I would sell is probably going to be potentially Weston McKenney. Potentially. Because I have to hear the number that is out there if there's interest in him and whatnot. And I know what he's been mm-hmm. doing this season. But I can't help but feel like if he's going to play for me in a Juventus, his chance is at right wing back. But we've also brought in Tiago Jallo, who plays left side, right side, and center back. And... I don't think McKenny cracks it over Cambiasso. And mm-hmm. we just, we have options there. So for me, depending on how we play next season, especially like if we do go to a four man back, I'm taking offers on McKenny. I'm, I'm hearing out offers on McKenny because as great as he's done this season, he's kind of like a prime candidate for me of what I've been saying all the time that even the guys that are doing well, 
that deserve credit this season. I don't think in a strong Juve are cracking that starting lineup. He's kind of one of them. Because if we get things right, I think he becomes a uh, a rotational guy. And if the offer is good enough, I'd probably move him, to be honest. That's just me. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But, Anth, your thoughts? Three players? See, I look at more as three players that we not renew. But three players to sell? Yeah, I'd agree with all those. Uh, I think realistically we're going to be doing a lot of selling this summer and we're going to be bringing in players that aren't uh, flashy. I think that we're going to be bringing in a lot of system players. Yeah. Miran, Allegri is among top 10 highest paid coaches in the world. We can replace him with a high profile with no issues. So there's no question here. It's uh, maybe yeah. a statement for the barn. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, uh, Miran. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Storm to say that we are going to replace him, we, we can replace him with a high profile, sure. But I don't think that's the intention if they're obviously looking at bringing nope. the price down. Um, uh, but you've just, always said we can't have like a – we can't do the thing with Pirlo again. Brand new coach. With, yeah, no, you w- can't. Would, would you put Mata in that? category See, i'm torn i'm torn on the whole tiago Mota thing and the reason is is because i think that the profile the style of max isn't really the issue like i would like to see a manager that comes in kind of take up that style and i do think that Mota is like that in a sense that he is defense first he has certain beliefs about how they attack and the pressure and this and that, which probably are different to Allegri. But I think you need somebody that's flexible. And Mota has proven that in playing different setups based on the opponents he is about to face with Bologna. And for me, I think that uh, if we were going to go that route at somebody getting a crack at it, he's probably top of the list. But I would prefer somebody established if we're moving away from Max. That's me personally. I would want somebody that's established. And to Miran's point, if they were going to step up and get a high-profile manager, that's fine and dandy. But you do have to realize that Max is probably the only one of that upper echelon with Ancelotti that that don't really make demands. You know, like, good point. If we're talking about a Klopp, if we're talking about like that, like, it took him what three years to get going there, and he got it going, and he got pretty good. And I think if he doesn't run into uh, a money train like City, he probably gets way more out of it in the mm-hmm. long run. But there's demands, there's transitional phases, and everything. Like, it, it's. I tough think there's right a now. big thing to be said. Bringing in a manager from the outside who's never managed in the city, yeah. Yeah, because each league is different, right? Like tactics, uh, approach, systems, right? At the end of the day, everyone's like, "Oh, bring me a manager for Champions League." No, 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 no. You have to win your domestic league. You have to perform in your domestic league first. Champions League is all great. Europe's great, but if you're not competing in your domestic league, forget all the other stuff. Yeah, and so the the thing with um, another coach too is like you still want to know what they're bringing. I, I understand Pirlo gave us two trophies. There was still oh, no. a lot of the winning 
winning guys around that team, though. Yeah, yeah. Guys that have been around for that run, that whatever. And we had Cristiano Ronaldo, who the was guys banging he goals played with, like crazy. Like Pirlo played with these guys. He And the thing with the Pirlo season, too, while I, I said it from the start, obviously he was going to have my backing. I love Andrea Pirlo. I said immediately, Juve is not a place to hire a first gig. Okay? He never coached anywhere. It's like, you should never do that. The two trophies, fantastic. But if I'm if I'm looking back, he didn't have a plan B either. He stumbled across this 4-4-2 when his main go-to wasn't working anymore. And then he had to change things up. He had to adapt. He didn't have time. He didn't have time to hone his craft, to figure out alternatives, what he wanted to do because he was thrown in to this being your first. Juve can't do that. They can't do that, you guys. Um, but again, two trophies. It's great. We got to get one this season. Copa Italia, you've got to win that. Agree? And we have to win that trophy. This 100%. team's got to get a trophy to kind of pick itself mm-hmm. up and at least go into the summer with something and give us something on the patch, on the kit next season, okay? What mm-hmm. coaches do you think could make a difference and should be brought in or, of course, stick with? Okay, Adam, as far as uh, sticking no with uh, Allegri and whatnot, um, I don't know what the hell the team is going to do. Coaches that I think could make a difference, how much of a difference will we see without addressing shit with the roster that we've been complaining about for all season? Like, And are you going to give a new coach three seasons? Yeah, like... To compare him to Allegri. I'm thinking this. I'm thinking this, okay? For me, no matter who comes in, the roster has to get better. No Mm -hmm. matter who comes in. So as far as coaches that could make a difference, I think, honestly, any coach can make a difference if Mm -hmm. it gels with the players that you have and... It's all gotta it's all gotta work together. Max's thing is he's kind of like that great man manager when you give him a team that's kind of there. But we've asked this question earlier. Is he building? Is this a build? Is this the first year of an actual an actual build? Or are we at are we back to main ground level next season? Does this season count as a build? I think it does. Uh, yes. Yeah, you're, we're sort of, I'd say, in like the middle end of the building. We only, again, I think we need four, three to four players. We don't need a whole roster revamp. That's a, that's a rebuild. We're three players away, three and a half. I think like, you know, if we're talking about coaching changes and all this and players, uh, I still see this as the first out of these last three. That's a true build year. You mm-hmm. had too much of the old guard sticking around past two years and they were fading. And it's like, you hear about locker room issues, everything. And it's like, we finally decided to just wipe the slate fucking clean and move on and mm-hmm. get things going. This season still counts as a build for me because it's massive experience, even if it didn't go our way, for this team to be in that race for as long as it was. 
and we could potentially get back there. We just got to get sure. back on the right track, okay? But I'm not talking about title hopes. I'm just talking about getting back tight in that second spot and clamping down on that. That still shows all these guys and a lot of young players what it actually takes. So it is yep. extremely valuable. You had too much nonsense and too much bullshit last season to really gain anything out of it. This one... All of that experience is crucial. So I think it is definitely uh, counts as a build. But as far as who can make the impact and everything, it's all got to work. So we need to find out, are we going to a four-man back system? What are we, What's our plan? Are we going 4-3-3? And then the players yep. we have, are we going to be a, a really young team? Are we walking away from Chiesa? Are we sending away Vlaovic, who's coming in? Like midfield, Rabio. Does he leave? Do you let him walk? Do you build a new midfield? Pogba, what the hell's going on there? Fajoli's going to be returning. Guys, questions are endless. Endless. Do you still offer Allegri an extension at the end of the season? I don't because I'm not in charge of it, Joe. Um, I have no... Man, honestly, see where the chips fall. Remember what we said the whole time? while we were like, hey, he might warrant an extension and people were still firing at Anthony. But what did what did we ultimately decide on? We said, End of the wait, because unless a, like a catastrophe happens, a massive drop-off, you still look at the whole body of work. If this thing falls right off the rails, then you forget yeah. all about the fact that at one point in the season, you were one and two with Inter, because it completely Agreed. dipped off, so you lost control again, and now we're back at square one, trying to go full tilt into the next year. Just wait. Just wait. You don't make any of those calls right now. But whoever comes in, fix that roster. Shervin, thoughts on Kostic uh, symmetry damaging elect- Allegri's tactics yesterday. Is this a one-time thing, or could this be a problem? Appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, You're welcome. As far or as Kostic damaging Allegri's tactics yesterday, Alex P brought up a point earlier saying that Kostic probably would have helped things. I'm not so sure, to be honest. Um, well, I don't think he would. He wouldn't change the game. I don't think one guy single-handedly helps that, unless it's one guy that brings a lot to the midfield, because we were so predominantly on the outside and. They're double teaming us, and we just have no answers again. So I don't think a le- like Kostic changes anything uh, for us in this one. I don't think it was a one player changes anything type uh, scenario. But uh, you guys in the live I'll chat, change that game. Samardzic, you guys like uh, Samardzic? You guys like uh, Samardzic there? I think uh, I'd be okay with him and bring me him and another midfielder. This summer, uh, I like Samardzic. I think he's a good. Player. His dad was in the. His dad agent was in the stands yesterday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe they schmoozed him. I uh, hope they would and bring him in. As far as uh, you get to uh, another midfielder, if it's Coop Miners, great. Um, I think he's one of the top five in the league this season. Coop Miners, if you brought in Coop Miners and Samardzic to this midfield, you got Fajoli back next season. That's ultimately a. That's a much bigger boost. Much bigger boost in terms of, and you talk about balance. Would you would, would you be out. happy with just those two? Would you shut the window down if you got just those two? 
Well, I wouldn't shut it down completely because I'd like to see other moves made. And I'd like to find out, first and foremost, who's our coach? What style are mm-hmm. we playing? Are we going with a 4-3-3? But if, if Ma- that if was Max it out of the, the midfield, if that was yeah. it out of the midfield, I would actually be happy. If we're only losing, say we let Rabio walk, we bring in Coop and Samarz, I actually would be happy with that in yeah, the midfield. Samarz just Coop Miners and Pogba in the midfield next season? Watch out. Pogba. <laughs> Cavilia. I I like Hans Nicolucci Cavilia. And I think he you know, when we go back to talking about Max and weird personnel things, I think this kid should be playing more. I really do. When you have a midfield that isn't influencing games like that, when you're in 70% possession, use these fucking players, man. And there's no reason Alcaraz couldn't have played in there and his profile says offensive minded attack minded plays out of the midfield can play up in forward roles play the guy play the guy you know like i would have gone as far language barrier like i i don't know man it's just it's strange to me strange decisions but again they're out of our hands so don't stress out about it Let's see what this team can do. Verona's next up on deck, everybody. And that is going to be Saturday. And 9 a.m. I do not believe I'll be able to rock a watch along. We will do a preview show. Uh, It's going to be my daughter's birthday party. All right. So I got bouncy castles to be clotheslining kids in. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, Sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, Doyle rules. So we'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be leveling kids in uh, bouncy castles for my daughter's birthday. I don't know. It's early enough, 9 a.m. start, that I think the party might be after it. One way or another, we will see. You guys, however you feel about what's going on with the current Juventus, I think everybody's kind of right in a sense because they're all, they're all involved. Management, the players, the coaching. The mm-hmm. We just got to figure it out, Okay. We got to figure it out and we got to do so fast because we can't drop off. Ultimately, the main goal is Champions League. We're hearing that they could offer him an extension because that's the minimum requirement of this season was Champions League. Take everything with a grain of salt. Okay? Remember all those kisses of death from Nedved? Don't hang on every single word they say. Let's wait. Thank you, everybody, for wishing uh, my daughter happy birthday. Much appreciated. You guys... This Juve side still has work to do. We knew it the entire time. We knew we weren't a finished Mm -hmm. project. We're kind of now at the first actual stage. Let's just see what happens. One game at a time. Verona. No Bremer. Rugani. You're going to be in there, man. Uh, Imagine Danilo Gatti Sandro. (laughs) Imagine... He won't do that, okay? Rugani will be in the heart of the defense there. I expect Danilo to the left, Gatti to the right. If Max goes with Sandro again, uh, I can't defend you anymore, Max. You're on your own and the bullets will fire, okay? So let's see what happens. I'll bring you the daily updates till then, you guys. Thank you as always. There's a lot to tax. There's always a lot to talk about, you know. It's frustrating. We were right there, but I think some of the weaknesses um, 
And Matt says Sandro is starting. Mark my words. I'll put a bet on there for you, okay? I'll, uh, Not I'll a put jersey. a bet on there for you. I'll get you something from uh, anything from the merch shop of your choice if he starts because he will not be starting that game, okay? So, Matt, anything from our merch store, your choice. If he starts, he will well, not be starting, okay? Congratulations on your win, Matt, because Brutal is the worst <laughs> at betting this stuff. Congratulations. Might as well go start looking now because you, he's – you're right. Oh, Brutal's man. Wrong. Oh, man. Much appreciated, uh, Jeremy, okay? Uh, you guys, as always, no matter what, Forza Juve, okay? Fino a la fina. There's work to do, but we knew so. So let's not get too down. Let's keep it level. Let's move forward. See where things finish, okay? Verona next up. You got to win. Got to win there, boys. Oh, my God. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your weeks despite this. Let's try and make it right at the weekend, okay? Fino alla fine. Forza Juve. Ciao a tutti. Congratulations, man. Yeah.